Hey, on October 20th, 2016, Standing Chimney is having a Pi Day Night fundraiser. What's a Pi Day Night fundraiser, you ask? Well, we're going to have all different kinds of pie, and you can have a piece of pie for a donation. Any amount is fine, and all of the money that we collect is going to go to Habitat for Humanity of Lawrence County, Pennsylvania, to um, help build houses in the area. So come out, have a delicious piece of pie, listen to the excellent music from the Vindies, who will be there providing excellent music, and maybe do a little bit of shopping. Come and check us out. You can find Standing Chimney's address and directions at www.standingchimney.com. It's a little store in the middle of nowhere, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it if you come. or today's podcast, is about apple pies, making apple pies. I promised you that we would do this. We did the last pies. So we're calling this Easy as Apple Pie. An apple pie is truly easy to make if you keep it simple, which of course you know I like to keep things simple and do things the easy way. So I made two apple pies tonight. They didn't take, uh, they don't take very long to make. I actually peeled my apples and peeled and sliced my apples while I was on the phone with my friend. So um, it went really quickly. I'm going to tell you how to make a good, very good basic apple pie that you'll enjoy and everyone will enjoy. Just a good pie. One of the things that uh, I have learned over the years is to use a variety of apples. The only apple that's not good to use in a pie is a red delicious apple. Okay, Uh, my personal favorite for everything, for eating and baking and making applesauce is the Golden Delicious Apple. It has enough um, sugar in itself. It has enough flavor in itself that you don't have to add a lot of additional sugar. And sometimes you don't have to add any sugar at all to it if you get uh, really, really good Golden Delicious Apples. So that's my personal favorite. Why is Red Delicious not a good pie apple? Red Delicious is like an eating apple, and it doesn't have... Like, usually pie apples are more leaning towards the tart side, and they're very firm apples. Mm -hmm. And a red delicious apple is not a firm apple, and it has a a sweet flavor. It's not... um, I have used red delicious apples and stuff, but when you cook them, all their flavor goes away. So they're sort of like a filler apple if you're doing something. Like, if you're... You know, if you have them just to use them up, you could use them, but they lose their flavor when you bake them because they don't have that tartness. A lot of people like Granny Smith's because they're at the opposite end of the spectrum. They're a very hard, very sour apple. People like to eat them. I don't enjoy eating them because they're they're hard. Even if you um, slice them and eat them, their skin tends to be tough, and they're a hard apple. But they're a good cooking apple because they're very tart, and they uh, stay firm. Um, when you cook a Granny Smith apple uh, sliced in a pie... It will not cook down to mush. Now, if you did that with a red delicious apple, there would be no texture You'd left in the apple. apple sauce. Right. But, like I said, they're a good filler apple. So, if you wanted to use a soft apple like uh, an eating apple, Macintosh would be another one that you could use. You might want to use. They're a little tart, but they cook up to mush also. But those apples are okay for applesauce. So, a yellow apple in addition to being a balance between like sweet and tart is also a good pie apple because yes. it doesn't 
go to mush and it doesn't stay super hard. Most of your uh, cooking apples are green or green with a red tinge. Now, later in the season, these are, I what I'm using tonight are what kind of are considered early season apples. Um, the later season apples are the really good pie apples. But what I have right now are considered a good pie apple. Later season apples would be like Braeburns. Braeburns are great for everything. They're a great eating apple. They're a great storage apple. Like if you would get Braeburns from a farm market, you could keep them in your fridge for a really long time. They stay really well. And um, they are great for applesauce, apple pie, just cooking. A lot of uh, people just like to make bake ap- baked apples, which is just basically taking an apple and baking it. You can put like, you know, a little bit of flavoring on it you know is, is that what the weird little clay things are at the standing chimney yeah at standing chimney we yeah. saw an apple baker and it's basically a bowl with a stand in the middle and you peel and core your apple whole and put it on that and then you put um raisins and craisins down inside of it and a little bit of cinnamon and sugar on it if you want sugar you don't have to even and then you just bake it in the oven or the microwave and it's really good it's really really a good thing but those are, you know, the different kinds of apples. So today, um, we're going to be using uh, some early season apples. Uh, we're going to use, um, in our pie, like I said, a variety of apples is good. One reason it's good is because it gives you some texture in the filling. So some of your apples will get very soft. Some of them will stay reasonably firm, and some of them will stay very firm. So if you select three different apples, four different apples that have different characteristics like that, um, it gives you a really, it's a good pie because the flavors blend nicely, but it's also a good pie because you get those little different textures that you'll notice when you're eating it. You'll you'll notice it because um, I have, and I had, of course, had to cut a piece of pie out of the pie and try it, you know, it's sitting here staring at me right now on my plate. <laughs> but when you eat it, you'll see some of the apple has blended in with the, the um, filling that we'll talk about, the um uh, flour, sugar, cinnamon combination, and it's made it like a thickening, um, a very thick gel, and some of the apple has retained its shape fully, so it's just kind of a neat thing. Um, So I used, on these pies, I used ginger gold, which are a good eating apple, they're a good apple, uh, Granny Smith, and Golden Delicious, and that gives me a nice variety of textures and flavors. Granny Smith stay very firm. Um, the Golden Delicious stayed reasonably firm, and the Ginger Golds were a little softer. They were uh, real ripe that I got, so um, they kind of softened up in the pie. And my best tip that I can give you about making any pie, but especially apple pie, is stick to the basics. It seems like when you get on, when you look online for apple pie recipes, or, they have all this crazy stuff in them. Or cooking shows. Yeah, cooking my shows. My goodness. They want to put things in an apple pie that shouldn't be in an apple pie. And the one thing about pie, fruit pies especially, which um, I go to a lot of uh, baking and food and nutritional seminars uh, that are put on by local extension offices and whatnot. And one of the things that um, the dietitians always say is if you're going to have dessert, have a fruit pie because it's it's fruit – it's basically you're eating cooked mm-hmm. fruit. There's some sugar added, yeah, but it's the healthiest dessert, really. If you're, you know, if you want to have a dessert and you don't want to go insane on it, you know, that's that's a good piece of advice. But a lot of the pies anymore, they want you to put like a cream filling in them. They want, 
you know, cheese in there and all kinds of weird. I will never understand that. Yeah. So if you just stick to the basics, if one thing it's less expensive, I mean, really, it's less expensive. But the second thing is it's just really simple to make an apple pie. And I'm going to give you a really simple recipe uh, for this apple pie. And hopefully you'll make it. This I figured this probably from start to finish um, with uh, actually the making, the putting the pie together probably took a half an hour. And then it took about 50 minutes to bake, 45 to 50 minutes to bake. So if you put the, if you wanted to make a pie for something, you know, you, and you had your supplies, it wouldn't take you very long to throw the pie together. And you don't have to be, you know, a famous, yeah. a famous pastry chef to do this. And you don't have to do the fancy lattice top that you always no. see in, on the cookbook pictures. I'm big on crumb tops, and I'll tell you why, is because. A crumb top, um, people like crumb tops. They're very appealing. And one thing with a crumb top is you can get away with using a lot less sugar in the actual filling because the crumb top has um, brown sugar in it. But you consider, for example, um, the apple pie with a crumb topping that I'm using tonight has three-fourths cup of sugar in the apples and a half cup of sugar in the uh, crumb topping. So that's one and a quarter cups of sugar but you get eight slices out of the pie so when you divide that up it's not a, an overwhelming amount of sugar like a lot of things are however if you use a regular crust top you now only have three-fourths of a cup of sugar in your entire pie and you can certainly short that down especially if you the reason I use that much sugar I usually don't I usually use about a half of a cup but three-fourths is a good you know, that's what I, I'm going to tell you for the recipe, but you can cut it down to a half. If you have really, if your apples are leaning towards the sweeter side, um, and for example, if you didn't use any Granny Smith apples, you could get away with using less sugar because the apples are sweet enough in them in and of themselves, especially if you use a crumb top on it. Like we use the crumb top on the rhubarb pie. Mm-hmm. We use the crumb top on the peach blueberry pie. And uh, it, it's sufficiently sweet using less sugar. So um, the recipe that I'm going to give you tonight is a very simple recipe, uh, simple ingredients. And, of course, I'm going to recommend that you use a purchased pie crust, the lovely roll-up kind of pie crust. Either I prefer, to be honest, the store brand prepared pie crust because for some reason the name brand pie crust, I don't like – it's just probably just me, but I don't like the way they smell. They have a smell that I don't care for. They do. But these um, are store brand pie crusts, and they uh, have a very good texture and a good flavor, and they're not that expensive, but they're a real time saver. In a previous podcast, went over my pat in the pan pie crust recipe that I got from the better or the um, Betty Crocker cookbook. It's a very good pie crust, and that's on the uh, peach blueberry pie. I believe, and it's, the strawberry pie one? I believe it might actually be in the rhubarb pie one. The rhubarb pie? Strawberry pie used a cookie crust. Oh, okay. And we put those in recipe cards, right? Yes. Okay, so well, there... wait. Is that mm-hmm. a pat? I thought it was. It might not be, but it I, will be. I know I put the pat in the pie and the crumb top, the crumble top. Right, you did. On a recipe card. I don't remember if I made a cookie crust recipe card. That's okay because... I think I did, though. We won't be using that for this, but there, yeah. if you go to uh, the our website, which is... MerrimackPodcast.com You'll see the recipe cards that you can actually print out, and um, there's a recipe card with that particular pie crust. 
if you want to do like I did and cheat and buy pie crusts, you're more than welcome it's to. Just so like much I said, easier. I have a really great pie crust recipe that I used for a very long time, but when I leaned more towards do, towards doing breads, I lost my touch with the pie crust. So that's because you're too used to kneading instead of yeah. just yeah. And I just over, I just pan. overwork it. So I was just thinking the other day. I think if I just policed myself and tried it, I might be able to get it. Um, but I wanted to tell you tonight before we get into the pie recipe when I I didn't know how to bake anything when I first started baking and um, the first pies that I made I had a uh, work-related injury and I was off work and I thought hey, I think I'm going to try to learn how to make pies so I started um, I started with a lemon meringue pie because I happened to have a recipe for it that this person gave me and I can honestly say, if, a, if an elderly person gives you a recipe, make sure you get all of the information, you know. Mm-hmm. Like what they mean by a tablespoon. What does a tablespoon mean to an elderly pie-baking woman? It does not mean a tablespoon, I can tell you that. So uh, I And tried, sometimes they might leave out an ingredient if they happen to be um, your aunt. Yes, yes. true. <laughs> so uh, I tried to make this lemon meringue pie. And I, I got the crust recipe, that uh, my good crust recipe, off a friend of mine. So I made my crust, and I baked it, and that came out okay. So I made my filling. My filling didn't set up. So I took the whole thing out, and I had, uh, at the time, two dogs. I had a, a German Shepherd uh, Collie, who's a very, she's about a 100-pound dog. And I had a Springer Spaniel, um, who was about a 40-pound dog. And we lived way out in the country nobody around we didn't live near any major roads so the dogs were just loose all the time you know and and uh so i took my failure pie outside and gave it to the dogs put it in a dog dish and they were really excited about it because this was like you know a delicious slightly warm lemony thing that was delicious and they ate it so i made another one i thought i'll try it again so i made another one it did the same thing and I took it out and gave it to the dogs, and they weren't as excited this time because they'd already had one, um, but they ate it. So about a week later, I thought, well, I'm going to try to make another pie. So I tried to make a different kind of a pie. I think it was a berry pie, and it, of course, flopped, and uh, so the dogs got that. And um, after about three or four weeks of this, if I went outside with a pie dish, my dogs would run away from me and not come back. <laughs> they were not interested in helping me out with my uh, pie problem. So I called the person up that gave me the recipe for the lemon pie, and I said, hey, this this thing doesn't set up. You know, I make this lemon pie, and it doesn't set up. And she goes, oh, she's from West Virginia. She said, oh, you're probably using a real tablespoon, aren't you? Like a measuring tablespoon? I use a serving spoon, you know, like the kind you might serve food at the table. It's like a ginormous. <laughs> That's an enormous difference. So, yes, it is. It is quite a lot more flour. So when I used the ginormous serving spoon to measure my flour, it, it the pie set up really nicely. And I'll probably share that recipe at some point in time. It's a lemon meringue pie made with real lemon juice. and It's, it's actually a delicious pie, but... Um, I forced Edith to tell me exactly how to make it in real life, and she did. She also, in her recipe, told me to use three eggs for meringue, and it didn't make enough meringue to do anything. And she goes, oh, I just say that. I use about eight. I'm like, oh, (laughs) eight is a lot more than three, Edith. So, so yeah, so I got onto it, and I um, ended up 
uh, getting to be a pretty, pretty good pie maker, if I do say so myself. But in all my pies, I don't try to do anything super fancy with a pie. I try to use uh, good quality fresh fruit, and I try to use as little sugar as I can get away with, and flour, and I keep it very simple. A lot of recipes tell you to put butter in with your fruit. You do not need to do that. Yeah. That just adds calories. And and it would just be really wet. Yeah, it makes your crust soggy, and it adds calories. And you might see that in a lot of TV cooking shows, too. But I feel like this, the best, what you want is a delicious finished product, okay? That's the bottom line. You want a delicious finished product. You don't care if it looks fabulously fantastic. It's nice if it looks fabulously fantastic, but if it doesn't, you know. But what you want is a good quality, uh, a good quality pie. So here is my apple pie recipe. Um, You're going to take about 10 to 12 apples, depending on the size. If they're nice size apples, you might only want to use 10. If they're smaller, 12. And uh, you're going to peel, core, and cut them into slices. And then you're going to take three-fourths cup of sugar, a fourth cup of flour, regular old flour, and a half teaspoon of cinnamon. You're going to mix those together, and you're going to pour that onto your apple slices and toss your apple slices in those dry ingredients and set them aside. Let them sit until the juice comes up on them. Because what you want to do before you even put your apples in the pie shell is you want to draw some juice out of them to cause the sugar and flour and cinnamon to become wet And that really helps a lot in producing a really nice filling for your pie because once that sugar starts to pull the moisture out of your apples, as it bakes, it'll continue to pull that moisture out and you'll get a really nice, thick, set-up filling. It's almost like there's a... uh, What is that? What would that be called? It's almost like there's a a sauce in there. It's about that, that level but that um, I've learned over the years that that's the way to do it because if you just throw everything into the pie shell, it's not mixed really well. It's sometimes I've had sometimes where the sugar didn't dissolve and and it was actually crunchy in there. I've had times where I had big clumps of flour and all this wet juice sticking out. So I started doing that. I do that with everything. I do that with um, berries, peaches, uh, the rhubarb, everything. So that's the same technique. Just mix those. Mix your three fourth cups of uh, sugar, fourth cup flour, half teaspoon cinnamon, mix them together, toss your apples in them, set them aside. While they're setting aside, get your crust and put it into your pie dish and preheat your oven to 400, okay? Your apples are going to need to sit for like maybe 15 to 20 minutes to dry that moisture out and they're going to look wet. They're just going to look wet and sticky and, you know, delightful. So you're going to uh, scoop your apples into the pie shell and just scrape everything out there will be some flour and sugar in the bottom but just kind of spread that around in there and then either top it with the uh crumb top or top it with your uh second crust if you're going to do the crumb top you're going to mix a half cup of softened butter with a cup of flour and a half cup of brown sugar and you're going to mix that together until it turns into like fine looking crumbs And sprinkle that on top, starting at the edge of the pie and work your way to the middle. Sprinkle that on top. If you're going to use the regular crust top, put. um, I like to take uh, a little bowl of milk and paint the edges of the crust so that the top crust sticks to the bottom really well. And then take that milk and um, 
brush the top of the pie crust and sprinkle it with just a little bit of sugar so it gets a, a nice crispy shiny look to it um, and then cut some vencinette. I tried to cut an apple shape in mine, but it didn't come out like I wanted. <laughs> now, what do you do for the crumb top? You don't have to worry about vents or anything because it's all no. crumbs? Yeah, you don't have to worry about okay. vents. And what I do is I put them in my oven, and I put a piece of foil on top of the pie, a little square piece of foil. I don't hold it down or anything. I just set it on there like a little protection, and I bake it for about... 25 to 30 minutes like that because that way the crust the pie can bake and the crust isn't darkening so instead of just putting foil around the edge I cover the whole I tent the whole top so after your timer goes off about 25-30 minutes you take that foil off and let the pie finish baking when the pie's done you will see on the top of it where the juice has started to bubble out and you'll, it'll be like lava, kind of bubbling up a little bit. That's when you know your pie's baked enough. So you're going to take it out, and that's usually at around 45 minutes. You're going to take total it out. Total or in addition to total. the first? Okay. Total. Take it out and let it cool on the cooling rack. And when it's, like, warm to the touch, you can cut it. And it should stand up really nicely. Mine is, is the filling is perfect in it. It is ab- absolutely perfect. I'm very proud of myself, I must say so. Good job. <laughs> I think if you if you want to try this, this is a good thing to try. Like, you know, the holidays are coming up. If you want to impress people and have a, a pie, you can do that thing. And um, a simple apple pie is a really good thing to take somewhere because it's easy and it's delicious and everybody likes apple pie just about. And if you don't like apple pie, there must be something wrong with you. Just kidding. <laughs> so I hope you give this apple pie a try. I hope you uh, enjoy it. I like to give people, I, I really like to tell people how to do things simply like this because I know a lot of people like, oh, I see them do it on TV and I just can't, I, can't, I don't think I could ever make a pie. And the thing with apple pie is it always looks so intimidating. It, right. Because it's always like the pretty, perfect, again, lattice topped. Yes. Which. Lattice tops are fun to do. Um, I but feel like it would be super frustrating to try and do though. They are. They take a really long time. And uh, to do a real lattice top, they take a really long time, but sometimes it's fun to do that. But don't don't it's, sweat it. I mean, it's more important if the pie tastes good. Yeah, right. I mean, I've seen them put a lot of weird stuff in apple pies on TV ships. I just read one recipe Ugh. that called for cracked pepper. What? And I thought, I don't want to do that to my pie. I don't want to have my, I, I don't want my apple pie to be spicy. I don't want it to be cheesy. I don't want it to be anything. Honestly, the only thing that could be added to apple pie is maybe a little bit of cinnamon. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. That's what's in ours, a little bit of cinnamon and maybe a, a big glob of vanilla ice cream with it, and that yeah. would be it. So I hope you like the recipe. I hope you give it a try. And um, let me know if you did. I'd like to know if you get if you tried it and if you liked it. Thanks for listening if you did. And if you didn't, too bad for you.